0: So to those individuals who say, oh, if I were six foot seven, or if I played this instrument or you know, took these lessons, um, if if I started running, you know, training for track when I was seven, I would have been just as good as Usain Bolt um, and so forth. These are prisoners of hope. <laughs> Are listening to the Derek Asante podcast, a show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics? We just aim to keep the discussion above the average. Our guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. I'm your host, Derek Asante, and today I want to talk to you about a few things. I don't have a guest with me for this episode, but I thought it was critical. And so it's something that I wanted to share with you guys and it's really talking about the multiple characters that we as individuals have to deal with on a regular basis on a day-to-day basis uh, with every choice and decision that we make and live with and how do we navigate these two characters that we all have and that we struggle with how do we navigate it you see there are two types of people Right? I'm going to go right into it. There are two types of people. There are those who talk about things, plan it, overanalyze it, and never do anything about it. Sounds like you've heard me talk about this before, and I called it analysis paralysis. It's a real thing. Then we have the other side. Those who don't talk too much about what they're going to do, and they just get shit done. We all have these two characters within us every day, and they may come out whenever we allow them to come out. And that's key right there when I say we allow, because we decide which one we want to take action or take the lead. And sometimes that thing called fear, you've also heard me talk about, decides for us. That's where it gets really trippy. Fear is what we allow to decide most of our decisions for us. And oftentimes, it's not the one that we want. The choices that it makes isn't really the one that we want. It's the safest one most of the time. But really and truly, we don't always want to be safe. We just want to get shit done. Then we wonder why when shit doesn't get done... We get all worked up, frustrated, depressed, and we actually don't end up moving forward at all. So it's one of those things that I really want to spend some time on because I'm realizing more and more people are dealing with it and struggling with it. And I hope that this episode helps you recognize it within yourself and make some sort of um, switch. Right? I'm hoping that you're able to make a switch, because if you don't make the switch, your life will remain mundane, nothing exciting happening, all the changes and dreams that you've <laughs> hoped for will never come to flourish. Pardon me there, I had to chuckle because the title of this episode is Prisoners of Hope. Think about that. It's a pretty deep metaphor. Prisoners of hope. You've all been taught at some point to hope and dream for the best. That is far from reality and that is far from the truth. You can't simply hope and dream for the best. If you're going to hope and dream, you better work your backside off and attain the best. Be the best at what you do. You eliminate the hopes and the dreams. The dream is just a spark. Hope should not be a part of that spark. Your work ethic, your dedication is what replaces hope because there is no such thing. You have to make it a reality. That's in your hands. Right? So I'll start with this. A beautiful quote. Um, and I think it's very powerful, and that's why I want to share it here. If you won't read, then don't make fun of a person who can't read because you are one and the same. And let that sink in for a minute because you may have the ability to read, but because you're choosing not to read... And turn around and make fun of someone else who can't read. What is the difference between you and that individual? Right? The point is, there is a book before both of you, and you're both not touching it. Nothing different between the two of you at that point. One is not touching it because they're afraid, they're not able to read. One is choosing not to read because maybe it's not cool or is not of interest. Either way, both individuals do not have the information that that book contains. So the outcome of whatever journey they're they're traveling, which required them to both have access and read that book, would be the same. You feel what I'm going with this? So, do not make fun of someone else who cannot read. And you have the ability to read, but choose not to read because you are no different. You might as well look at yourself in the mirror and pull fun at yourself. That's scary. Right? Now, how many of us actually believe in hope? How many of us hang on to hope? We pray and we hope for the better day to come. A day will come, whether it's better than the previous, has nothing to do with hope. It has everything to do with what you choose to do with that day and what's different from the previous day and what you're doing in the current day. It's all about choices. Nothing to do with hope. Okay. One thing I'll tell you about hope that you know you may not agree with, but here's what it is. Hope is for those imprisoned within themselves and don't recognize it yet. Hope is for those imprisoned within themselves and have yet to recognize it. So when you walk around preaching hope and you're hopeful for this and you're hopeful for that, you're essentially in denial about the world that you're actually navigating, if you're navigating, because you're not even present to navigate it. Hope removes you from your reality. And to most people, that's an escape that they yearn. That escape is temporary. Everything that you're going to experience physically is also temporary, but it's the reality of it. Now you can dream and put in the work to make that hope become a part of your reality. But until you put in that work, the hope will remain mythical. It won't be practical, it won't be real. Therefore, that dream is most likely not going to happen. Because you're hoping for something else external of you to make it happen, to make it a reality. And that is just not true. I mean, if somebody has this bubble going on for them, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. But you just simply can't hope for others to do the things that you want to happen. The other reality of it is your interests aren't mine and mine aren't yours. So for me to sit around and hope that you all of a sudden become aligned with my interests and make my hopes and dreams come true, it's going to be a long life. Also a long, a long wait. And again, play on words here. I can hope that you're interested in making my hopes and dreams come true. (laughs) Right? So I need you to recognize that. You can't wait for somebody else to spark your dream. You have to be the spark. You have to put in the work to eliminate the hopes and obtain that reality. Right? Um, I played ball, like many of the people that I grew up with. That was our thing, that was our escape, that was our outlet from our reality. So we all have some of those dreams here and there. Right? So I'll use this analogy um, in reference to sports or, you know, athletes. Uh, Hopefully it resonates. You don't have to be an athlete to get this one here. It's just pretty straightforward. Um, And I hope you appreciate it. But um, those who say things like this, if only I was six foot seven tall, I'd be an NBA player or I'd be in the NBA, right? The unfortunate reality is, in fact, this individual or those individuals who have the same mentality or thought wouldn't do a thing if they were that tall. Because if they aren't using the ability that they currently blessed with, then they need to stop lying to themselves. Right? This is, again, goes back to the hopes thing. It's a wish. If I were six foot seven tall, guaranteed I'd be in the NBA. Not true. Not true, because you might be 5'10". Somebody else sitting there saying, if I were 5'10", oh my gosh. i will be the best, this player, i will be the best at this. Right, You have somebody else sitting there saying, oh my gosh, if I had taken piano lessons, I'd be the best pianist, I'd make the best music, I'd make the best beats. But the question always remains, what is stopping you from doing all those things that you say you would do if you were X, Y, and Z? And when you take a second to process this, And look in the mirror, you'll realize it's only you. You are the reason none of these things that you wish and hope and dream for aren't happening. You're waiting for yourself to get to six foot seven, which may never happen. And for those who are six foot seven, who had that thought, the question you have to ask them is, why aren't they in the NBA? Because your assumption is that as long as I'm tall enough, I can be a part of it. But why can't you be a part of it without being that height? Why can't you play that instrument without having those lessons? And what's stopping you from taking those lessons? You. It's easier for us to look externally to point a finger at something the hardest part is for you to point a finger back at yourself and hold yourself accountable and be honest with yourself. Right? So it's easier. It's always easier for us to say, if I were, and that's the hope thing, if I were this and if I were that, I would do X, Y, Z. Well, why don't you just do the X, Y, and Z and forget about waiting for something else to happen that's not going to happen because it's just a thought. Right, And one of my favorite books um, of all time, Think and Grow Rich, the problem with that book that a lot of people don't recognize is, yes, it talks about manifesting things through the mind. The other part that it talks about that we often don't discuss is the work, the energy, the time, the investment. That you must put in for those thoughts to be manifested. Those are visions. Right? A vision without a mission is literally a bunch of hopes and dreams. You gotta put in the work. You have to. So to those individuals who say, Oh, if I were six foot seven, or if I played this instrument or took these lessons, um, if, if I started running, you know, training for track when I was seven, I would have been just as good as Usain Bolt um, and so forth. These are prisoners of hope. Right. These individuals hope that someday they will find a bag of money. And, you know, that will be the end of it. Their fame, their wealth. Or play the lotto every day for a better outcome in life. But they won't change a single thing. A single habit. For that better health. Or that outcome in life that they dream of. Think about that. They just want to trip on a bag. And be like, that's it. They want to trip on an opportunity that changes everything. They want to be an overnight sensation superstar without the work. And for some reason, they believe that once they trip on these things and become successful or wealthy or whatever it is overnight, that's it. Well, again, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but the reality is if you do not have a foundation of good habits... When you do obtain these things overnight, if they ever happen, because you don't have the foundation to sustain it, it's going to disappear just as quickly as you got it. This is a fact. I'm not making this up. This is all facts. Just look at history. Look at individuals. Look at people who've won the lotto over the years. And in less than five years, they are in worse situation than they were when they won the lotto because they simply did not have the foundation to sustain it. This is what's missing. So I read a beautiful book recently. um, And it's called Chop Wood, Carry Water. It's a beautiful book. It's a small book. I think everyone should pick it up uh, by Joshua Metcalf. And that book is one of the simplest books. But the most powerful books I've ever came across. And the reason being is when the stage is set, when you're on your biggest stage, you could be nervous as hell. You could be afraid of being on that stage. But the only thing you can fall back on Is your training leading up to that moment? When you train as hard as you're supposed to, that is the only thing you will ever fall back down to. Your weakest point when you fall on that stage will only be to the point of your training, the level of your training. You cannot fall below that. If your training was horrendous and it was weak, that's where you're going to fall. If your training was strong and solid, that's where you're going to land. So train as hard as possible every time and everything that you do. Because when the stage is set and you're nervous as hell and you're going to flop or underperform the lowest point you can ever get to will be to the level and the standard of your training. Don't lose sight of that. This is a game changer right here. Game changer. All right? So I want you to remember that. These are things that most people don't even know they're experiencing every day, that they're falling back when they say, oh, I hit rock bottom. Well, rock bottom has been the hardest you've ever prepared. That's your foundation. So when you fall, you're only falling back to your foundation. That's the lowest point. That means that's how hard you train. That's a re- representation of your training up until that point of failure. So if you know that you're going to fall to your lowest point, then guess what? You have the ability to change that lowest point. Only you, not me, not, you know, your friends, not your, your family members. Only you have the ability to set how low this low point is going to be for yourself. And that just means you need to make sure you're prepared. And everything that you do, you have to give it a thousand percent because you know there's going to be a low point. Right? Life is about peaks and valleys. We understand that, then we'll know that there's always going to be a low point. But how low is that low point going to be? And I get to shape how low it gets based on how I prepare and I practice and I train. Right? That's going to determine my valleys. My peaks will always exceed my training. But when I fall, I want my valleys to be as low as the foundation of my training. Right? Another thing that life teaches us on a regular basis is is that if you use what you have, you will always be given more to use. Think about that. If you're the person that uses what you have, what you've been given, the cards you've been dealt, we we hear these terms all the time. I'm working with the cards I've been dealt. The minute you exhaust those resources, somehow, some way, the universe rewards you with more resources because they realize you maximize what you have. That is called growth. And there's something funny and fundamental about growth. Growth is one of those things that you have to make space for. Right? But in order to make space for growth, something called habits. You have to be willing to let go of some of those in order to make space for growth. When you allow pride and ego and ignorance to seep in to prevent you from letting go of some old habits, you are essentially stunting your growth. The universe will not give you more to use at this point. It'll make you, you know, use the same old tools you've had, which means your progress will become non-existent or stagnant. So keep that in mind. If you use what you have, you will be given more over time. Another thing life teaches us (laughs) on the other side of that coin is if you don't use what you have. You'll simply lose it. Right. You'll simply lose it. So a perfect example I'll use for this is years ago. Um. My wife and I went, you know, shopping. this clothing and whatnot. We went across the border, um, Pennsylvania. And we did some, you know, a road trip and picked up some clothes. I picked up some shoes and um, I kept them in the boxes. Fresh, beautiful shoes, leather. And some years had gone by and she recognized the shoes are still in their boxes in our closet. And she says to me, You know, if you don't use the shoes, if you don't wear them, they're going to dry rot. At that point, I'd never heard that term before. I'm like, what? Why would shoes get rotten? I mean, who makes shoes that that rot? Again, this is my ignorance. I did not know that leather will deteriorate over time in the same space. Moisture will get to it and so forth. So I said, nah, what are you talking about? Nothing's going to be wrong with them. I took out the shoes. I looked at it. I said, look, it looks fine. On the surface, yes. But what I didn't realize was underneath the surface of the leather coating um, or the leather itself, it's actually deteriorated. And so sure enough, when I finally made the decision to put on these shoes, first thing I noticed The tip of the toe, I saw lines in there, cracked lines. A day of wearing those shoes, I realized something, the leather was falling apart in small pieces because I failed to use it for so many years, it deteriorated. This is what happens with us as human beings, when we have tools and we don't use it, I guarantee you, if you're someone who sits for long periods throughout your days, no exercising in front of a computer all day, the first time you get up to walk, you will feel some aches and pains because you weren't using the tools that you have. You weren't creating any sort of blood flow or anything like that. So now you're going to feel those aches and pains. The brain is another essential component to who we are. We don't use it enough. George Carlson said it best. It's no different. It's just another tool. And when you don't use it enough over your life, guess what? You're leaving spaces in between for Alzheimer's and dementia to creep in. It's just like any other muscle. If you don't use it, it will deteriorate. So, use what you have and you will be given more. However, if you don't use it, you, you definitely face the greater risk of losing it. So keep that in the back of your mind every single time you're sitting around binge-watching shows and not exercising the cells and the muscles that you are given, the tools that you've been given. You may not like reading, then find something you like to read. It doesn't have to be books and novels. It can be articles and news clippings something of interest, but you're doing it to exercise the muscle. You eat when you're hungry. Most of us eat because we can, not because we're hungry. So why not exercise the brain because it needs to be fed? I'll share a few things with you now. Human beings were designed for achievement, right? Engineered for success, and grace with the seeds of grace, greatness. This is what human beings are. Understand this, though. Understand and believe this mindset, and you'll never blame anyone for any problem. You'll be on your way to find a very, very capable and helping hand at the end of your own sleeve. All you need to understand is that you were designed and engineered for success. You are also been blessed with the seeds of greatness, which is the mind and the ability to dream. But in the work with the limbs that you've been given and the energy, the breath of life to achieve greatness. Because all those things I just mentioned are the seeds to your greatness. But you got to put them to work. You got to plant them. You got to nurture them. You got to water them. Make sure they get some fresh and positive sunlight, which is affirmations and positive thoughts and messaging. Once you develop this mindset, I promise you, you will never blame anyone for any problems that you might encounter. And that's when you start to see that. You are very capable, very capable, doing things with your own hands, your own abilities, and your own skill sets. Don't feel crippled because others have more than you might have. Never watch another person in their pockets or their achievements or material gains or any of that. That benefits no one. No one at all. If you don't pay attention to these things that I'm dropping on you now, you're going to remain a prisoner of hope. You're going to remain a prisoner of hope. So let me, let me share this one with you and then um, we'll wrap things up <clears throat> for this episode. I'm sure you've heard this before, a bird in hand. Is it alive or is it dead? If I say it's alive, you might crush it. And if I say it's dead, you might release it. You see? In your hand, you hold the power of life and death. This is something that needs to be recognized and acknowledged. We all have this power. You hold in your hands the seeds of failure or potential for greatness. At at the end of your sleeve, this is what you hold. Your hands are capable, but they must be used and for the right things to reap the rewards you are capable of attaining. This applies to not only life, but your money, spirituality. So many other things. Your health. So a bird in hand. But I want to leave you with. Don't forget at the end of your sleeve, you hold the power. Power of life or death. And keep in mind, this power of life or death is not just things external to you. Do not take the bird literally. This is life or death of your own Existence. You can choose to do things to prosper. Or you can choose to stay where you are and blame others. For you not prospering. Okay. So keep that in mind. And let's make this a full circle experience. So. Do not make fun of somebody because they don't have the skill set to do something and you do, yet you're choosing not to do it. Why? Because you are one in the same at that point. If you won't read, don't make fun of a person who cannot read because you are one in the same. Most people will wait until Everything is just perfect before they do anything. They refuse to go out on a limb where the fruit hangs. They refuse to bet on themselves. And with that, I'll wrap it up. I want to thank you for tuning in every week. I want to thank all the supporters. I do hope that you share these episodes with individuals that you think will benefit. As I encounter more knowledge, more information, as I interview more people, I'm learning and I'm growing through their experiences. So I want to thank all my guests, both in the past and in the future, for your continued enrichment of my soul, my life. So I can share this with the folks that are listening. Until next episode, love, peace, and happiness.